Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comexus Cast Daily, all the news you need to know from our inbox to yours. I'm Matthew McGordy, the videographer and podcaster here at Comexus, and today I'm joined by the SEO project manager here at Comexus, Amy Leach. Hello. So today we are talking about um, Google's newest feature for SERPs, which is the multi multifaceted featured snippets. So you might remember um, sometime earlier in the month, we talked about um, featured snippets, uh, sort of what they were, what they are, how you can you know use them, potentially get one um, for your brand. Um, so we'll very quickly and, and roughly go over them again. Basically, when you do a, a Google search of some kind, typically asking a question, um, sometimes you will have a little box that will appear typically at the top of the search saying, hey, here's what we think might be the answer to your question. Um, so Google has now come out with multifaceted feature snippets, something that we mentioned um, before was what happens if you have a question that's kind of not as easy to answer. And one of the things in the Google blog post from, from the past was you know, them talking about how they're going to potentially try and fix this. So this is one way that they're, they're trying to do this. So multifaceted featured snippets will be surfaced for queries that are sufficiently broad enough to allow for more than one interpretation of what was submitted. And in these instances, the SERP return will include more than one featured snippet with the original query rewritten as the questions the algorithms assumes that you were intending. So the one uh, image that they give as an example, um, the question is garden needs full sun. And the, uh, Google, <laughs> the Google interpretation was what garden plants need full sun. And then the other one was what counts as full sun. Um, so some interesting sort of interpretations there into your, your search queries. Um, so what do we think about this, Amy? Uh, I mean, I think it's a logical next step for them mm -hmm. because they, they even said before that they realized that some search queries are, you know, I, I think we could say a question is a bit of a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, maybe people haven't quite figured out what their refined search is yet, and this is just kind of helping them get there. I, I know another example that they gave, and I think they might have given it last time when they were mm -hmm. talking about rich snippets, um, was, if, is coffee good for you? Mm -hmm. Because it could be interpreted both ways. We've all probably seen articles mm -hmm. where they say, yeah, actually, it's not a bad thing, and other people saying, well, hold up a second, not too much, or what have you. So in this case, they're trying to kind of say something like, Here's somebody saying, here's some benefits, but here's somebody saying, hold up a second, here's some things that maybe you want to consider before you just go guzzling too much coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they realize that when you have something that um, is more up to a bit of a personal interpretation, <laughs> that maybe they have to give you more options. Or if you ask something that's a little too broad where they're like, okay, but hold on a second, I feel like you're not telling me everything I need to know <laughs> about your question, here's a couple of probably answers one of them's going to work for you. Yeah, th there was a piece on, on Search Engine Lane that, that talked about the multifaceted feature snippets as well as the Google blog post, and both will be linked um, in our blog post of the podcast. Um, but one of the things that they mentioned was how Bing kind of has their take. They released in December an AI-powered multi-perspective answers as part of their, their, search, uh, their search engine. Um, so something like is coffee bad for you or is coffee good for you, um, they, they basically had a, a neural network figure out the most qualified answers to those questions. Um, and it's clear that Google's kind of doing the same thing. I remember in the, in the blog post, um, the, the question was, hey, you know, do, I think it was like, do lizards make good pets or something? Uh, yeah, I think and, I they used to. And it was like, well, they, Google argued that you actually are asking 
the same question, but if you ask if they're good pets or if they're bad pets, you get two different answers, sure. even though it's technically two sides of the same question. Um, so I feel like this is kind of their response to that. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't think it's unsurprising that they that Google would say, "Oh, hey, Bing's doing this this thing, and maybe we should figure out how to do." It. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, obviously they, you know, Google has always dominated and. Uh, you know, a lot of people, if I say, hey, you're doing well on your Bing search, they're kind of like, what? I am? Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, they're not too worried about cool. it. How am I doing on Google? Um, uh, but it makes sense that they're not going to let them one-up them. Yeah, so of course. In any way. And, and like I said, this kind of is a logical next step. There are a lot of queries out there that people will make that are not nearly detailed enough. I mean, like you say, do lizards make good pets? Mm -hmm. It could be somebody who's got a child, you mm -hmm. know, a 12-year-old who wants a lizard. And what they really need to know is kind of what's it like to have one? Does this make yeah. sense for my kid? But if they put in a very general search query like that, they aren't necessarily going to get what they're looking for without refining it a bit more. And, and you know, Google's always had options. Um, usually, if you would scroll down to the bottom of a page, mm -hmm. they might have alternate inquiries. So if you went through the first page of Google and you're like, nothing is what I'm looking for mm -hmm. here. This isn't what I searched for. They'd offer you other options. Like, yeah. here's a couple of other searches <laughs> that maybe are a little more relevant to what you're looking for or might help you refine it. So this is just kind mm -hmm. of a more visual way of providing that and providing it at the top of the page instead of at the bottom of the page. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really think you're, you're exactly example with uh, the, the, the lizards, for example, is, you know, are they good for kids or whatever? I feel like that is exactly what Google's going for here right. um, with the, with these multi, multi But just because you're symbols. thinking, it doesn't mean that's what you type exactly. in the computer yes, and they yes. know that. <laughs> um, so my question for you is, because there's, a, there's going to be an increased likelihood of featured snippets for certain searches, right now this is only on mobile um, for reference, so you, you're not going to be able to just go on your computer and, and check this out at the moment, but you can use uh, your mobile Google search and, and find it. Um, do you think that this will increase the likelihood of brands and, and companies and stuff being able to get more featured snippets, or do you think it's more hey, we already have these for different kinds of questions and we're just sort of putting them in one in more places. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting to me because I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to... Um it's a little more difficult to try to target something like this, certainly. Yeah. It's not easy to just say, you know what, I'm going for a rich snippet here. I mean, <laughs> it's not an easy thing to kind of grasp at the moment anyway, but it's not the type of thing where you're like, well, when someone types in a very vague inquiry, I want to be one of the answers <laughs> that they receive. Yes. So uh, could it boost somebody becoming part of more searches if, um, you know, again, if they have a piece that's a little more of an opinion piece or something mm -hmm. like that? Absolutely. For somebody who's looking for a broad answer, this is an opportunity for Google to say, like, okay, well, I think this is what you want, but here's the alternate as well. Mm -hmm. You probably should read both um, to help make your own opinion or mm -hmm. what have you. Um, so I could see it increasing for some people. I don't think it's it's not going to decrease it for anybody. Yeah, well, it's offering more opportunities, <laughs> but I don't necessarily think that it's the type of thing where you could or even should necessarily be planning for people to mm -hmm. put in very broad, weird searches. And There's just you, no way And to you'll know. be one of the people that comes up for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So previously on the show, we, we've talked about, um, I believe it was in the edible lawsuits arrangement against Google, but perhaps it was not. But before, we talked on the show about um, SERPs, People saying that SERPs perhaps on Google are overcrowded um, because of, you know, you'll have ads and then you'll have featured snippets and then you'll have, you know, Google Shopping or Maps on, on the right-hand side if you're on, on desktop. Um, so my question to you, my first question to you is, do you think 
that SERPs are overcrowded in some way. And then my second question to you is, do you think that multifaceted feature snippets are going to, in some way, contribute to that? Uh, well, to answer your first question, and um, you know, it's something we often talk about, especially on mobile with clients, with the way ads are set up and maps are set up, when you actually come down to organic search at this point, if you have a popular inquiry, you know, say mm -hmm. for uh, looking for a local type of business, you're going to have to go through a lot of ads, mm -hmm. and on your phone, that's going to be the first thing you see. You're going to scroll up. You're going to get the maps. That'll be the second thing you see. You're going to have to scroll up again to mm -hmm. even get to an organic search. So, you know, when people, when we talk about the importance of having a paid advertising campaign or finding your way onto the maps for an inquiry, mm -hmm. it really does come down to the fact that those are the first things people are going to see. And while a lot of us may look at an ad and go, well, that's an ad. I want to see what Google's providing mm -hmm. as part of their search. Yeah. Um, there are also going to be plenty of people who are just going to be like, that's what I'm looking for, click mm -hmm. that ad. Um, so is it a little crowded on there right now? Yeah, it's feeling a little bit crowded. Do I think ads are going to go anywhere? No, because Google <laughs> makes money on <laughs> Absolutely not. So as long as ads are there and the maps are very helpful, um, and I think they do help a lot of people, it's probably going to stay a little bit crowded, dare I say it. If they pull anything away, it's most likely going to be something like organic search. They'll knock mm -hmm. down the number of results or something if they think the page is just going on too long. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so coming to your second question about rich snippets, um, a lot of rich snippets come up for inquiries that may not have ads. Mm -hmm. And I think Google's kind of banking on that a little bit, because when you think of it visually, you type something in, and instead of just getting a list of items, um, maps often won't come up for these kind of inquiries either. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes these inquiries would have, you know, before rich snippets just come up with a listing of your 10 organic results. Mm -hmm. um, now you're getting something visual. Mm -hmm. um, so like a search for, you know, pizza restaurant near me is going to give you a map and probably a bunch of different mm -hmm. places, especially if you're in South Jersey like we are. Um, in this case, you have a different kind of visual mm -hmm. that, you know, say you're looking for a definition. Well, here's a short answer to your definition. You want more details? Here's a little bit of a longer one. So when it comes to overcrowding, I would definitely say it'd be pretty crowded on a search where you might also get ads and you might also get maps or anything like mm -hmm. that. But when it comes to a search that's a little different, I would say almost look at this like this is replacing what a map, where a map would be. Mm -hmm. And now you're just going to have to scroll down to get to that <laughs> organic again. There you so, go. Uh, so hopefully you'll be that rich snippet <laughs> because you'll benefit from it greatly because if you're not, then yeah, people are going to have to scroll past it to get to you. Okay. Well, Google's also going to be um, improving the multi multifaceted featured snippets um, going into the future. This is kind of our, our end note for the episode. Um, from their blog post, they said, for example, guidance seeking queries like is it worth is it worth fixing my foundation have several components that would be important such as cost duration methods and financing we'll continue to experiment with multifaceted featured snippets over this year to expand coverage so expect multifaceted feature snippets to expand to to some other form of, of search query or to, to answer some other sort of, of search term or something like that um, in the future. And uh, there we go. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of the Comexus Cast Daily. Check us out tomorrow for more of the latest trending news. Have a great day.